Hey, this is Jason Haas from Sci-Fi Channel's Ghost Hunters. And you're listening to The Alternate Route Podcast. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal. You have found the Paranomaly Zone, your place for all things paranormal, unexplained, odd, and mysterious. My name is Patrick Koffenberg. I am responsible for these shenanigans, and I am joined... As always, by my co-host with the ghosts. Oh, let's see here. The Audio Challenged Mike Carbno. The Audio Challenged. Now, what the hell do you mean by Audio Challenged, you may be asking out there in uh, internet land? Well, Mike can't hear me, apparently. <laughs> I can hear you. You can hear me now, but... Yes, uh, I was in the zone. He was, and not the, the proper zone, not the paranomaly zone. He was in some, I don't know what the hell, where, where were you? What zone was it, the uh, silent par- zone? No, paranomaly zone. Okay. I was just, you know, eh. just looking for spectral beings okay. <laughs> while you were speaking. I understood. Under, and under. I still have some in my throat, I think. Yes. That's okay. That's okay. You do sound a lot better, though. You sound a lot yes. better compared to yes. um, <laughs> the prior episode when we got the, got the chat with uh, the awesome Dustin Perry. Uh, it's always a pleasure talk, talking with Dustin. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I think out Dustin there, chuckled at me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, he's <laughs> he's always putting a positive spin on everything. and so. Yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> I always love talking to that guy. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I'm sure if you're listening to this program, you know who Dustin Perry is, but if for whatever reason you do not know, he is one of the originals from the hit television program Ghost Hunters, and then uh, segueing into Ghost Hunters International, and he's been a big part of the paranormal world ever since then, and we've had the privilege of speaking with him four times, three times yeah. on the prior podcast, the Alternate Route Podcast, which is... No more. It has ceased to be. It has gone on to meet its podcast maker. We are now the Paranomaly Zone. So uh, how you doing, yes. Mike? <laughs> Dustin has made it to the big time being on our show. Oh, God, yeah. Yep. That was his, <laughs> that was his ultimate goal. Yeah. <laughs> ultimate goal. Who are these guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I did see... Another former guest of ours, Miss Miss uh, Heather Tally, uh, Taddy from Alien Highway, mm-hmm. and uh, several other paranormal programs, she tweeted out um, she's going to be a part of a big Las Vegas Parunity convention that's coming up in uh, this December. It's like, oh man, Mike, that would have been an awesome one. Oh, that show I'm, is loaded. Yeah, uh, that would be unbelievable. Yeah, we're not going to make it, but <laughs> yeah. I, I watched her with uh, Jack Osborne the other day on. Did you know? Uh, Very cool. The uh, portals to hell. There you go. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, then I, I think your dog, Macy, doesn't like the idea of a portal to hell. Cause <laughs> I guess. Or that was the portal. Maybe to it hell. was the portal. I don't know. Yes. I enjoy watching these different shows, and all of a sudden, I'm able to say, that person's been on the show. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, it's pretty awesome. And we're going to be slowly but surely uh, rebuilding a lot of those. Uh, not rebuilding, but um, building, I guess. A new lineup of awesome guests exclusively yep. for the Paranomaly Zone. Uh, we have coming up in January 13th the, oh gosh, so many positive adjectives to describe this guy. Ron Moorhead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bigfoot fans, Sasquatch followers, Sierra Sounds aficionados know who Ron Moorhead is. He's coming back January 13th. Another former guest of the Ultra Rail podcast. And then, Mike, I just booked another interview uh, you early, did. earlier today, we have January 27th, <clears throat> two weeks after speaking with Ron, we are talking to the only female Sasquatch hunters slash researchers, the She-Squatchers. Oh, are going to they, be, you, they, they did get booked. I was I, wondering about yes, that. I, yep. I've been waiting. Absolutely. Yes, they were. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, absolutely, account uh, finally reached out because... Okay, long story short, I'll try and make it as short as I can. <clears throat> the Alternate Route Podcast Facebook page has always been weird for me because it was ran or administered by my fiance, Bridget, because I cannot stand having Facebook pages. But in order to have a podcast slash business page, you have to have a personal profile. And I did not want to create my own. So Bridget, out of the kindness of her heart, allowed... Um, me to run the podcast page through her account essentially did that forever and then when i switched over to paranomaly zone i said honey i'll take this off of your hands and i will actually create a stupid personal profiles just so i can manage the mm -hmm. podcast page i joked with members of the she squatchers when we met them at Parunity unity early, uh, earlier this summer yes which uh i I took the initiative on that one. He I did. want to take credit for that. Yes, and you, you should. You should. <laughs> I said, Patrick, we got to go talk to the sea, sea squatchers. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you were like, okay, well, you know, eh, 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 eh. not that you were apprehensive about wanting to have them on the show because no. I know that, that you did, but I don't know. It's like we were kind of inching closer to their table, and then we were yeah. kind of standing there waiting for them to finish talking to this one other lady or something. And when they were done, I, 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 I stepped in and it's not like me. No, it, it is not. It is not. I think, <laughs> I don't know what was going on with me. I think I just, I don't know. I don't like, I don't like being told what to do. So I was going to do it on my own good time. I wasn't going to make you make me do it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, I'm kidding. I'm yeah. Kidding. And they gave us a, a nice little rubber hand sure. wristband that says Sea Squatchers on it. She Squatchers. You got to get over that, man. You're going to screw I it know. up a lot. Um, but anyways, back. Uh, I'm sorry. I have to go back to. Yeah, I have to finish my point ahead. here because I joked with them when we were speaking at Pair Unity. I said, "Well, we would love to talk with you. However, if you want us to message you on Facebook, it will seem kind of weird because I will send you a message from someone named Bridget Smith, but it is really me. And my name's Patrick Kopperberg, and it's about the podcast interview because I can't send. I couldn't send personal messages. Yada yada yada. Right. But now I have my own page." If you want to go find me on, on Facebook, go right ahead, Patrick Goffenberg. Uh, it's the manager account for uh, the podcast page itself. Um, 
But yeah, now I'm there and now I can send out messages. And I've booked Ron and the She Squatchers via Facebook now. So I guess it's a good yeah. thing, right, that I'm on there. Ugh. So some Bigfoot content on oh, its way. Absolutely. January is going to be loaded with Bigfoot stuff, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So anyhow, yeah, Mike, this is the Paranomaly Zone. This is our third, ex- well, no, our fourth exclusive episode as the Paranomaly Zone, our new moniker, our new name. Let's keep pounding that into the ground because that's what it is, man. I like it. It encompasses what the podcast is all about. Tonight we got a good one. We do. Um, would you like to take it, Mike? Go, yeah, describe what we have lined up a little bit, if you can. <laughs> well, that. we are going to be discussing <laughs> the fact and factual happenings of visits after death, mm-hmm. which you know uh, somebody loses a loved one and and they're visited at the time of death or as. Uh, um, Dustin Perry brought up, uh, he has noticed it's every, it's like 10 to 14 days later. Um, but, uh, I believe it can happen instantly or it can happen during that 10 to 14 days. Um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be a great, uh, topic. That was really interesting that Dustin mentioned that when we were talking with him. Yeah. Um, it was, I I'll be honest. I had not heard of that, like of a, like a spe- specific time frame where it was most mm-hmm. common. Yeah, uh, I've never heard of that either. That was really, really interesting. And, you know, he, you know, Dustin laid it, laid it out for us, you know, how it seems to be a, a predominant theory in particular religions and stuff. And whether or not you abide by any of them, that's totally up to you. Different religions um, and cultures. And- yeah, yeah. And it's, and we have some personal experiences that we can throw out there to uh, discuss. Um, I think Mike found some interesting tidbits about, you know, some interesting signs that you, that recently passed loved ones maybe trying to, Mm-hmm. Throw out there for us to notice that they're still here. Their presence is still all around us. And then, you know, to, fi- you know, to finish out the show, though, we can't forget this. This is, this is quickly becoming my favorite new segment of the, uh, the Paranomaly Zone, Mike. I love our one last take segments. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it's stuff that we've always wanted to talk about. It's, and the range for these one last takes is endless. I mean, it's infinite. We can talk about anything and everything. Anything. Uh, the first two episodes of the Paranomaly Zone, we uh, are one last take. We talked about the alien autopsy video and the Travis Walton alleged UFO slash alien abduction. And now tonight we're talking about stigmata. One last take. That's something that's always fascinated, Mike, fascinated me, Mike. And you and I have never talked about it on the podcast before. No, no. We've, we've kind of mentioned it back and forth uh, between us, but Never really did talk about it on any any show. No, no. it's fascinating. So I, I'm looking for stigmata. Forward. Well, not not stigma, not stigma, <laughs> stigmata. So you, well, it depends on what language you're speaking in. Stigmata. It's, it's not. Oh, that's right. That's true. Hey, got the little, from. Got the little stigmata. Yeah. Yes, okay. <laughs> It's not stigmata, and it's not the sea squatchers. So get it straight. Yes, straight. Here's a tissue for you for your stigmata. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, and we're, yeah, okay. we're also going to have, we're also going to have Ryan Moorhead on the show, according to my yeah. <laughs> yeah, all sorts of good stuff lined up. But well, should we just dive into it, Mike? Without any further ado. Absolutely, I'm ready. All right, cool. All right, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> we have no content. We have no content. We hope you enjoyed that. So we would like you to stick around for a little bit and listen to uh, yeah. my dog whine. Or I could I could just play the I could play Mike's uh, soundboard over and over. Yeah, yeah, oh, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay, so all right, Mike. I noticed when you're talking to you're like you're rubbing your your 
your throat. Are you yes. Doing, are you yeah. doing that to try and soothe it, or are you? I don't do- know. It's it's un, it's it's unconsciously. But okay. Okay. My uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's part of my whatever has been going on in my mm-hmm. anywhere between my throat and the top of my head. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Well, Mike, let's dive into it. The first thing that I want to discuss, and we've talked about this several times. We had talked about this several times on the Alternate Route podcast. Your vocation, your job, you definitely have a lot of experience. I mean, it, in, in a good way, but also it's it's always unfortunate when you grow close to people and then they pass on. I mean, you work in hospice, and you've sadly grown fond of. Well, not it's not sad that you've grown you've grown fond of. But you've grown fond of several several of your patients, if not all of them, and sadly you've Absolutely. had sadly you've had to say goodbye to them as several of them have passed on. As has happened yesterday. Oh, but it yes. did. It did. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you did text me. You said it was a rough day yesterday. So when we were discussing setting up the podcast tonight, busy, 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 and rough. Yeah. But anyway, have you? Before we dive into stuff, that I know that we've both experienced. Well, maybe experienced. You especially, especially. Have you ever had any immediate sensation at work after someone has passed, Mike? Have you ever, has anything ever seemed interesting or have you felt the presence leave? Any, any, any sort of sign or anything mm. that could be taken as a sign during your, in your line of work? <sighs> I mean, if not, that's fine. I, I'm just curious. I, I really haven't at the moment. Okay. I, I um of that time I I I don't recall any signs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I you know the main thing with me the signs that I've ever seen is when somebody's nearing death and they are acknowledging visitations that they are getting by people or or family members or passed on loved ones that are I believe strongly that are there mm-hmm. waiting for that person. Mm-hmm. And I I have seen people acknowledge somebody there that I can't see. That's right. Yes. You have yeah. said that before. That's, I mean, how else can you interpret that? I mean, that's. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's an amazing thing. Yeah. Um, Whether it's, you know, lifting a hand up and waving at somebody or, or actually um, saying that somebody is there. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even my dad, I, when I went into the hospital to meet, to see him well, every day, um, and it was not many days before he passed away, um, before he went non, uh, responsive, he, uh, I remember him saying one time when he went there that, well, your mother was here last night. Yeah, that's right. You know, you know, pretty amazing. And my mother had passed away years before that. And was your dad, so, was your dad lucid at that, at that time? He was very lucid at that time. He was lucid for, um, oh, close to the end Man. yeah it was pretty amazing and your dad has always been as longtime listeners know ding 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 uh longtime <laughs> listeners of the ultra podcast hopefully we're getting new new listeners of to the paranomaly zone um as longtime listeners know slash recall your dad was a strong believer in oh absolutely all things paranormal all things paranormal and absolutely you know i, I, I don't want to say guided you to towards your Belief. extremely influenced there you go that's a good way of putting it yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, influenced you and and was a part of me a being able to witness things uh you know 
like uh, the first time I had actually experienced something before I saw the little girl ghost, um, you know, like you know, hearing things. And um, uh, we were all together when that first, very first thing happened. And, and then it just skyrocketed from there. Well, Mike, can you briefly yep. explain explain what you're referring to there to new listeners who are signing in you said we were all there when those things we all experienced it what we, what are you talking right about? it's when it's that's when uh we were in toronto ontario canada visiting uh my uncle and his family and uh, we were in in his house uh sitting in the living room everybody talking and having a good time and it was evening getting into nighttime and um they were talking about the ghost that was in it that's in this house it's been known to be haunted for a long time and other people had a lot of stories about what they've experienced there and my uncle was telling us that um it uh never starts until nine o'clock or after a little after um like after the kids are in bed and things are quiet then um that's when the paranormal uh things happen um but i remember we not long after he was telling that story, we were sitting on the couch and um, all of a sudden we hear this big crash down in the basement, which is something that he explained happened frequently. And they would go down in the basement and there was nothing that would have caused this loud crash. And I, it was a loud crash. Like something had to have been broken all over the place. And nothing was there. Um, and nothing out of place, nothing at all. Um, but <laughs> just as a little kid before you know, this is like my first experience. And I was very young, very little. When I heard that crash, after hearing the story of the nine o'clock thing, I heard the crash and I booked out the front door and <laughs> hid behind a car. <laughs> and then it was really dark out. And I realized that I'm out in this dark, dark yard, you know, like hiding behind this car and I'm all alone. And that was even worse. <laughs> <laughs> so... I went back in the house with everybody else. Yeah, but, where, where yeah. it's safer, where it's haunted. Pretty interesting, but <laughs> that's the only time that I remember getting freaked out by any kind of uh, paranormal activities. Yeah. That very first one, and after that, it was just it was nothing. Yep. Yeah. Again, that's another thing. I just Mike's so casual, nonchalant about it. <laughs> oh yeah, I just happened yeah. to see a, a floating black mass apparition go. You know, Float across yeah, my that was kitchen just a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh yeah, we happened to see our saw our ghost cat the other day. Yeah, whatever you know. Oh, our yeah. cupboard doors were left wide open yet again. Ah, you know how. It mm-hmm. goes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. In oh, the meantime, well. I'm over here twiddling my thumbs, going, "Hello, anybody in the yeah. paranormal realm? Say hello." Waiting and waiting and waiting. Yes. Yeah. Um, personally speaking, I don't have any examples to provide. Other than perhaps being visited by the spirit of a passed-on loved pet, oh yeah, uh, which is very much a possibility. Why would it? Oh, not I think it's be? common. Uh, my beagle that I had for nearly sixteen years, Buddy. Yeah, he was a great dog, but he, he kind of smelled bad. <laughs> I, I remember. Ah, uh, he was awesome. He was and, such. Didn't a good he dog. shed a lot too? Uh no, he did not. Oh, okay. No, no, okay. no. Um but I remember a smell though. Really? Oh okay. kind, kind of a dog stench. Well, that's that's a common thing. <laughs> uh it was yeah, I'm he was my best friend for, you know, sixteen years and you know, with you through the ups and the downs and all that. And you 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 grow up, you know, you create that special bond. But, you know, he unfortunately passed away four years ago. 
wow, going on four years ago already. Really? Yeah. And, um, you know, and it, it, again, Mike, I always have to preface it with, it could be nothing. Of course. But and that, that is where you start going in the other direction yeah, to where, yeah. no, it was nothing. You convince yourself. But I swore, I mean, Buddy had his little bed in the little corner of the living room. That's where, in you know, the last place that he was living, where he just loved it. He just hang out in there. He'd sleep all day. You know, that's a, the beagles. That's what beagles do. The th- uh, the three S's: sniff, snack, and snooze. That's what beagles do. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, so when he was sleep, he just loved hanging out there, sleeping all the time. You know, and after he had passed, after man, maybe three days, I'd say about th- on the third day. Imme- you know, immediately after he passed away, I, I had to get rid of all, the, I got rid of his kennel, I got rid of his bed, I got rid of all this stuff, because I didn't, I, it was like, that's buddies, I don't want, you know, it doesn't need to be here, it's, just, you know, it needs right. to go away now, maybe maybe that's weird, I'm not going to hold on to stuff like that, it's like, nope, that's buddies kennel, that's buddies bed, that's buddies this, and so I just got rid of everything. So there's nothing in that corner, but I just, you know, again, Mike, I'm being skeptical. Maybe it's just because I was so used to it, but I swore, swore when I walked into that living room, there was Buddy right there in the flipping corner, just sitting there looking up at me, you know, mm. just being happy and blah, blah, blah. And I had to do the double take. I'm like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Okay, Buddy. I mean, I like reacted as if he was there, you know, but then it's like, no, he's not. <laughs> you know. So, I mean, that that could be anything. Um, that could be almost... You know, for lack of a better term, muscle memory, but it's mind memory because you're just so used to seeing him there. Or it could have been residual or it could have yeah. been buddy. It could have been buddy, man. You know, and like I said, I mentioned earlier, you have you have your ghost cats and or, or one of them and stuff. But you you totally believe that animals can come back and visit you. Do you oh, not? absolutely. Yeah, There's yeah. no question about that. And you one would think in that. In my mind. You know, to kind of go along with the theory, you know, Dustin Perry's theory about maybe it's more common to occur within those first two weeks. And after that, hopefully they've transitioned in that time or after that time. And so they're no longer really is unless they really, really want to or feel they need to come back and visit you. Perhaps they won't. I want to dive into that theory, though, Mike. Let's hurt, let's wrap our brains Absolutely. around. Let's let's try. Let's make ourselves sound dumb. OK, <laughs> well, easy enough, yeah, easy enough. Right. Um. Why would there be a time frame during for a transition? If when you pass yeah. on, there's supposedly there is no such thing as time as the way that we understand it. Correct. Yeah. But well, are they still, correct. quote unquote, trapped in this dimension on Earth here? And it takes a certain amount of time for them to transition properly. And so therefore, that period of time would be when they are most apt to still try and contact you because they have yet to transition. Uh, your thoughts on that, Mike, and is it difficult for you to wrap your head around that? Because because it, uh, it's hard for me to do that. Well, it is difficult, but um, <clears throat> maybe there's a time frame of a list of things that that happen after death that we don't even know about. You know, um, and uh, like a like you, you check off each box almost. Yeah, thing? exactly. You know, if you want to put it that way, sure. I mean, <laughs> um, you know, it's like. Uh, uh, and then just we're just on that that list of things to do, and it, it mm-hmm. gets to us within that time frame. That's um, uh, it's a time frame to us, but to them on the other side, it's just it isn't. It isn't. It, it's just a happening mm-hmm. that is that you know. I mean, to them, everything that's on that list could be done at the exact same time. 
that's a great point, Mike. Yeah. You know, um, because uh, time, because there is no time. Yep. Time like is a human construct. I mean, absolutely. Seriously. It is. No, it absolutely is the human construct because we did it just to to maintain our sanity and have some sort of sense of control, which we don't, we don't have. But, you know, when we we make up time, we feel like we do. do. That's right. Yep. You know. Yep. You make, you make up this concept of time. It's chaos without it. It is. It is. So, I mean, it's fascinating. I encourage our listeners to kind of dive into that too, because it's, it's, it's difficult. It's really hard to try and, again, I'm repeating myself to wrap your mind around it, but it's, why not? You know, why not? And it's, it's easier for us. We have to put it into that two week time frame and easier for us to conceptualize Mm-hmm. something that doesn't something that doesn't exist in our dimension so we have to put it in our dimensional terms you know what i mean right and we're we're not smart enough to to understand no. <laughs> unless you're the great the great one the the kaku oh this oh the mikyo you know, akaku yes if, if, you know if we asked him this question he would have an answer that could be 2 hours long <laughs> I know. and uh and, and entertaining and, and entertaining and and easy to listen to and understandable. Yep. Uh, the silver. You, you haven't even fox. tried to out reach out to him, have you? No, no. I mean, I. Well, no, that's not true. I I I tried to a couple of years ago, because believe it or not, he does have a Twitter account, and he's, he's really. I don't think I follow him. I have to check that out. Yeah, he's on there fairly, fairly often. Um, you know, and, but he has so many followers, you know, I just, I sent him a random tweet. So the chances of him seeing that were, you know, basically zero, but you never know. So, Hey, maybe I'll, (sighs) maybe I'll send him out one tonight and say, Hey, help us out here. Do that. Uh, you know, uh, talk to his people, get his phone number, get his cell number and just give him a call. Yeah. I'll just text him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just text him. Yeah. 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 That'd be funny as hell. That'd be funny if if he wrote back, he said, who dis? (laughs) Yes. You have caught me. Yeah. I didn't say cotton. No. You have caught me in the tub. What is it I can do for you? Yeah, right. <laughs> I am washing my luxuriant like, yeah. silver hair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Yeah, Mike's still slowly recovering from his cough there, so he can't he can't laugh that much. He's like Yeah. <laughs> But you know, uh, that's that's the I most- was just popping a squat. What, <laughs> what what can I do for you? <laughs> I'm I'm on my last roll of cottonelle. God damn it, yeah. let me go. Um anyways. Anyway. Yeah, sorry about that. Everybody. But we do love the man. Oh god. Yeah, that talk about a dream guest, man. There's the yeah, it, it, the list yeah. is short and few, but man, he's absolutely up there for yeah. dream um, guests. If anybody uh is a, a fan of the late great Art Bell. You should look into the archives of Art Bell and uh, give a listen to some of the um, uh, times when Mikio Kaku was on with Art Bell. It was absolutely oh, fascinating. Fascinating. Him and him and Art Bell were were pretty good friends. Say, Mike, great interview. Um, before we before we dive into like a couple of the lists and theories that we hopefully have time to dive into, um, quickly. A couple personal experiences that, well, you for sure had. Talk to us about that again, where you swore when, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Mike, fill me in with the details, that you swore you were visited by your dad after he passed away uh, when you were driving in your car, if I remember correctly. You were going to work. Oh, yeah. That, well, talk, you know what I'm talking about then? Well, it, absolutely. It was a, 
Um, it was a feeling and a and a, a scent, actually. Yep. Um, my my dad was a he was a junker. He he uh, would drive around in his pickup and dumpster dive for like anything aluminum and pop cans, and he made bucks out of it. He really did. Oh, yeah. uh, not just out of pop cans, but anything aluminum, and he would he <laughs> but just hundreds and hundreds of pounds he would bring in and and sell it at, at the wherever the places that he went in, in town and the dealers um, he socked away a lot of money and um so he and it, later on as he got older um he showered less <laughs> and and it's like oh i don't need to take a shower i'm, I'm fine i'll uh maybe next week okay. i don't know but <laughs> maybe, but anyway maybe um, next month so, <laughs> so he had a certain odor to him <laughs> and you know nothing i mean i was gonna say nothing bad but god damn it yes it was sometimes okay sure that's sorry fine, steve man. but my brother steve but he understands too um loved our dad more than you can imagine fantastic guy but um but he but i was driving in my car uh, between towns somewhere when I was working and, and that smell came over me very strongly. It's like, my dad was, it's like he was sitting right next to me. And how long after he passed was this? Do you remember? <sighs> oh man. At this point, I don't remember. It couldn't have been very long. I, if I remember, it wasn't, wasn't too long of a time frame. No, more than 10 to 14 days. Okay. Could have been a, could have been a year maybe even. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, and it was, you know, and, and it was a one of a kind smell. It's like, it didn't smell like this or smell like that. It was my dad. It was a, mix, a <laughs> mixture know. of things. Yes. It was yeah. a mixture of, uh, uh, old gooey, um, <laughs> soda pop sweat. Did you and, say, and, did you, he wasn't a cigar smoker, was he? Did you say? Oh no, he wasn't a smoker. Oh, okay, he quit okay. smoking back in like the fifties or something like that. Okay. But he did at one point. Yeah, yeah, okay. decades and decades ago. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. But that not, but not, nothing that you were really familiar with then. No. As far as like, because I, I, I'm, I'm probably mixing it up with a different memory then or different story. Because I thought that you're going to say you started smelling like a cigar or something, but that must, that no, must be some other no. story. Yeah, that's fascinating though, man. No, there's no smoke smell to this. It was just pure dad. And you felt you did you feel kind of overwhelmed by any sense, or were you just like, oh, um, hi, hi, dad, type thing. Yeah. Well, you know me. I mean, it was. Yes, I do. Know it was. It's like, wow, that's strong. Yeah. You know, um, but, and, and it didn't last long and as quick as it was there, it, it, it leaves as quick as it, it, it comes. I mean, that's the way other sense that I've, I've uh, noticed um, that to me were paranormal. It's like they come and then they're gone, like flipping a switch. Okay. So, yeah. Another, uh, uh, something that has popped into my brain. Don't let me forget it, Mike, because I need to say a, another story first before remind me, say, what what popped in your brain like five minutes ago, Patrick, so I don't forget, okay? Okay. But the first thing I want to mention briefly is something we talked about before on the Alton Rail podcast was, uh, unfortunately, my my mother's husband passed away uh, almost going on three months ago now, which is amazing. That's, that was already three months ago. <clears throat> but... Long story short, in their bedroom, they had a very large painting that was always, it it was hanging there since the house was built. The house was built not that long ago. I think it's going on 12 to 15 years old, something like that. It's a beautiful, huge lake home. 
like a baby compared to mine. A <laughs> <laughs> 140 year old house. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this painting, this large painting was always on their wall, never moved since it was hung there, you know, and coincidence, Mike, I, I don't know, but literally the day after it might have been later that same day. I'm already forgetting. I think it was it was the day after he had passed away. My brother was staying there with my mom. They were out in the living room. No one else in the house. No one in the house. Just that. Just those two. They hear this large crash, this bang. They search the house. They're like, what the hell was this? They went everywhere, downstairs in the basement, upstairs in the loft, in the garage, all the bedrooms, blah, blah, blah. blah. Couldn't find anything that would have explained this bang. Until they went back to the bedroom where Mick spent his last days when he had home hospice care. He passed away in their bedroom. And which was which would have been the uh, the same hospice that I work for. It we was. have offices out there, yeah. Yeah, yep. And lo and behold, when they went to the bedroom, well, there was that giant painting crashed onto the floor, somehow pulled out, literally pulled out the heavy... Um, nails that was hanging on it didn't just like sink and like you're looking it's not like you looked at a nail hole that was slowly drooping you know and the right. thing just Wait, know, finally finally brought it down it looked like the nails were pull, pulled straight out that was weird the weirdest mm -hmm. thing my mom is convinced she goes that was that was mick <laughs> he's like he's letting me know somehow and i i'm like mom did he hate that painting or something <laughs> and she's like i don't know i don't think he hated it but when we talked about this before, Mike, I mean, I know what you're going to well, say, but I, you think that that's a sign for Mick. Do you not? Absolutely. Um, and, and especially what, what intrigues me also and makes me believe that is that uh, your mother herself, she immediately knew right. what happened and who it was. Yep. No question. Where the hell did you come from? Right. <laughs> Gosh, come on now. <laughs> you know, but yeah, she knew. She felt it. She knew in in her heart, and uh, that mm -hmm. what that was. And you know, and she um, says that she says that you know. And again, as the skeptical point of view, the pseudo skeptic point of view, could be well. You know, she's a grieving, she's in, you know, she's grieving widow now, and it's emotional time, and every little thing you could interpret as a sign. But she swears, you know, right. things she's noticing things, weird things around the house. You know, when she says it, she she senses his presence. She'd sit there and do her do her puzzle. And when Mick was in the bedroom and stuff, you know, and he made a common, he made this a habit where he would just, he was very quiet and stealth. And mom would have the back turn to the bedroom door, but then she'd finally like look over her sh shoulder and there's Mick standing, peering over her shoulder. And yeah. she's like, ah, yeah, you're, what are you doing? You're creeping me out type thing. He did that to her all the time. And she has jumped well, this was a long time ago now. Well, almost three months ago when she was telling me about that. That had experience. She had experienced that at least two times the week immediately following Mick's death where she swore he was standing right behind him again. And she worked to the point where she reacted and looked up thinking that she'd see Mick there. Yeah. So. Well, they were so close. They loved each other very much. Correct? Oh, gosh, yes, of course. And uh, um, <sighs> there's no, there's going to be no mistaking that. Um, that she uh, she recognizes these things that he used to do. Right. right. I mean, uh, 
she she was grieving properly i'm sure it's not like she's she's uh like in a tailspin or anything no not at all you know she's doing well um she's not pulling it about straws or any at straws or anything she is experiencing exactly what she has throughout the time loving time that they've spent together and and it's still going on i mean that energy is still there um he he pops into either checking on her or to do these things to let her know yeah it's fine i'm here i'm gonna mess with you a little bit (laughs) you know i'm gonna freak you out yeah you know i'm gonna pop this off the wall yeah um you know and that's a common thing you know like just in the last few months of you know speaking of things popping off the wall like my brother steve you know with uh things that have been going on in his house uh which i checked in on again and uh there's it's been quiet but the dogs will freak out a little bit and they can't understand why but nope oh, mike mike had to mute his mic because he's he's convulsing yeah <laughs> you're Coughing fine a bit. yeah um uh in my kitchen, I had this thing hanging on uh, on a nail. Uh, it's just a little hole that this is hanging on, and the nail was all the way through this hole on there, very sturdy. And I was out there cooking, and this thing popped off this nail. You know, it, and there's no way it could have came off unless there was some kind of a pressure that was pushing it, a force that pushed it off. Right. And it was something that my mother had given to her sister um, uh, many, many years ago. And uh, in the last year or so, two years or so, uh, my cousin, uh, my my aunt's son, uh, found it and gave it to me. So this is something that was very special between my mom and my aunt that she gave to her. So, you know, could that have been my mother, you know, uh, uh, telling me that she was there just checking in on things? Absolutely. I, I, why, why not? Right. Right. That's okay. Got so many things I want to dive into. Uh, oh, that's right. I don't want to forget one thing that did pop in my brain about five minutes ago. I did remember. You don't. You don't have to remind me, Mike. Okay, I forgot anyway. Yeah, so I know you did. I'm, 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 I'm glad. <laughs> um, gosh, going on thirty-seven years ago now. Next year will be thirty-seven years. Uh, my my dad passed away when I was eight. Mm-hmm. And I didn't experience this, but I was told this by my brother, my oldest brother. When he was there, he was in college at the time, and he and his girlfriend, I don't know if they were fian- if she was his fiance at the time or not. But they came up to visit the family, obviously, because you know, my dad had just passed away. And I had heard from him that while he and his girlfriend were they, they slept on the floor in the living room um, that week that my dad passed his girlfriend told my brother in the middle of the night she woke up and she claimed to see my dad Ooh. walk from what was his mom, my mom in his bedroom, walk across towards the kitchen. The the living room, they were in the living room facing the dining room. Bedroom would, would have been to their left, the kitchen would have been to their right. It was, it's an old, old house. Both sides 
had these built-in pillars with uh, glass cabinets that are part of the, the makeup of the house. Uh, it's really kind of unique unique setup. So she saw him essentially go from one, behind one cabinet to the to the other cabinet. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, would it be, if it was real, would that be great? Of course it would be great. It would be utterly, it would be mind-blowing. But it's her word. You know, I'm not. I'm not arguing with her. I'm not saying I disbelieve her. But that's what she claims to have seen. Why would she make something up like that in that emotional time? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. I would like to believe her, but I do know that that where how she's claimed to have seen my dad during my dad's last months. I have a visual me memory of this when he was trying to try and keep it in shape as much as he could, trying to stay as active as he could. And when he was at his sickest, it was during the middle of the winter, so he couldn't really go outside and do so many physical activities. But he would always walk around the house as much as he could. He'd do like his laps mm -hmm. around the house. And that was where his laps would always start, was from mm. that side of the bedroom, and he'd walk out, and he'd walk to the kitchen, walk around the kitchen, come back out through the living room, and that's what my brother's girlfriend claimed to have seen. And why Why not? I'm, I know. It's, why not? Exactly, why not? Do you, I know that you would buy it, Mike. I know you'd buy it. Yeah, I know, I, I know I'm not naive enough to think that every story told is real. Well, of course, of course. But everything is possible. It is. Um, yeah, and even Mary, um, her father passed away and six months after he passed away in her house, she saw him sitting on her couch. Oh, really? <laughs> Absolutely. And there is no question about that. That's crazy. Uh, you got to have an open mind, man. Even if you're a skeptic like me, I'm not a pseudo skeptic though. <laughs> That's the thing. No. And thank God for that, because I, I would have to slap you and quit the show. Uh, I know you would. And, and you <laughs> I wouldn't be able to put up with it. Nope, you'd slap me hard. You would <laughs> Neither would you. Hard. You wouldn't be able to put up with it either. Gosh, Mike, we have so much to dive <laughs> into. Um, Let's take a quick time traveling excursion. I want to dive into a couple of those lists that you have. Then we need to dive into uh, Stigmata, and I want to give my review of Ghostbusters Afterlife. No, yes. no spoilers, no spoilers, but I want to talk about it a wee bit. Sound good, my friend? Absolutely. All right, better mute your mic because we are going to time travel. Hold on, boys and girls. We shall be right back. All right, we have returned after yet another successful time traveling excursion. Mike, let's dive right into some uh, supposed common signs that yes. recently, or maybe not so recently, passed on loved ones may be trying to give out. For us to notice, for us to grasp, and for us to comprehend, and maybe perhaps react to, who the hell knows? Yeah. I think a lot of these signs, I think, are... We've talked about very, already. Very, well, they're very much like a, a haunting in general, but I think I think uh, what adds to these common signs is how you feel about them, how you accept them, and, yeah. and what, uh, you know, how, just what they mean to you instead of just random things. 
Well, the first one that is mentioned here, and we've talked about this before, but it is so powerful and it's so true, is dream visitations. Absolutely. I mean, you know. Very common. Very common. There's so many different ways that this could happen in and about your dreams and about your uh, your mind. Uh, Talk about that for a little bit, Mike. I mean, what is it about the dream state that perhaps makes it easier for passed on loved ones to communicate with you well you're in a you're in a you're in a different state of mind your your brain is working different it's uh it's more open to uh something coming in and um um giving you these messages in these in a dream form uh there's no restrictions because your mind no restrictions mind isn't absolutely blocking you're it out. just yeah you're just your mind and your body are just they're just just kind of prepped for, mm-hmm. um, you know, contact or whatever, however you want to say it. And, you know, and I, like we said, it, I think it's very common. Um, I actually, I even had a dream years ago. It's when I still lived in Park Rapids. And it's, it was so realistic, which is another aspect, you, you know, about dreams of contact. So realistic. I had a dream that... I met up with and spent some time with Burl Ives. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I, I met him at his house in this dream. I, I was there at the back door, you know, knocking on the door and he came and that, that Burl Ives, just that jovial, happy smile big guy (laughs) welcomed me in and we sat and we talked and talked and the thing is that i I found out that burl lives was a very spiritual man not religious he believed in all the spirituality uh, uh, like me like what i believed in Mm -hmm. um you know the paranormal he was just really into that he believed in that and that whole spiritual mix of of all this just just like me and him and i in this dream met up and we're talking about this stuff Man. laughing and joking and and it was amazing that had to have been like the most memorable most enjoyable dream oh my of, god of your it was, life it was. and why burl lives i don't know i i mean he's an awesome guy i mean i you know you know great performer that folk music everything there's something the acting there, all that stuff but you know why have a dream about him if we weren't getting together and chatting about spirituality you know it's, <laughs> you know maybe it goes along it's another topic altogether and it's you know by itself maybe it goes along the lines mike of if you buy into this that we're all one we're all one oh absolutely want you know, part of the same same spirit essentially yeah you know, and maybe you That's guys, true. maybe the you same guys, energy. maybe you guys are kindred spirits because you had so many similarities and oh, a lot in common. Maybe you just literally crossed paths in yeah. in a dream state. I mean, why not? Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'm getting to be about as big as he was. I think. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, we mentioned this one earlier, like with my mom using my mom as an example, but uh, sensing their presence. Exactly. Uh, and you yourself too. Feeling. And the, combining with the sense of smell. I mean, right. you, you talk about that with your dad. You felt Absolutely. you felt like he was there and you smelled yeah. him. <laughs> you yeah. know? I mean yeah. that's not that he was, you know, like a just a bad, messy, no, of course dirty not. guy, but 
he was a hard worker. But you know that makes sense because you know the, the sense of smell is the most powerful sense. Oh, I mean, as absolutely. far as far as inducing memories and feelings mm-hmm. and stuff. Wow, yeah. man. I mean, why not? You get the, something that's even remotely similar to how someone close to you smelled. It's going to bring you right back to the last time you talked to him or her. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it it just it just works out that way. Now, this one I have never personally experienced. Again, my mom kind of felt this when she was, and she still remembers remembers this vividly to this day, going on 40 years ago. Um, after my dad died, she swears he was still sleeping in her bed. He right. would she'd feel the she'd feel and thought she saw the bed sinking, and she felt like this weight, this presence right next to her where my dad would always sleep. Mm-hmm. And that is feeling their touch is this another, right. is another sign. I've never had anything like that. Have you ever had anything, Mike, where you physically I, felt touched? Uh, That's a tough not one. Th- I don't think so. Um, I, I When I was in junior high school, I did have an, an experience that I think about once in a while because it freaked me out at that time. I was in the hallway waiting for class. The door wasn't open yet. Um, teacher wasn't there yet but uh i was leaning my back against the wall just waiting and uh on my shoulder or my neck that connects to the shoulder right up here Mm -hmm. i felt like something grabbed me there so hard and pushed me down like on your trap trapezius muscle type type thing like yeah like like right here your traps is that what that is yep and it pushed me down you know, but it freaked me out a little bit because I was like, because it was so sudden and I was just standing there. There There's nothing. I wasn't moving, nothing. Nobody was there to do this this to me, to grab me. And quite honestly, it wasn't, I'm just throwing this out there. You didn't have a pinched nerve in your neck, Mike. I'm being serious here. See, that's, that's what, what, what keeps my mind from saying that it was actually a paranormal experience. Mm -hmm. But it was it was a grab. It wasn't just a touch. I mean, it was like a grab, and it pushed me down. Now, did it and hurt? Over th- oh, did it hmm? hurt? Did it hurt you? Because um, pinched nerves in your neck and your shoulders hurt. I know. <laughs> it wasn't suck. an extreme pain. It felt like a hard grab, pinch, okay, and then pushed me down. But but like I said, in my mind, over the years, it come it pops up in my mind often. But I, but I have that thought of it could have been like a spasm, mm-hmm. a nerve spasm or something. But I, you know why? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that can happen. Oh, definitely. Um, but that's the only thing that I can think of that remotely seemed like something grabbing me, touching me, and it had a, it had a very distinct, strong physical, you know, a weight thing on that there. happened. Yeah. Okay, because you like so, like physically like you felt like your shoulder being pushed, right? But then okay. again, you know, my mind, I, you know, see, it's not like I'm a believer in every little single little thing because in my mind, I think of the nerve thing. I think of yeah, you know, some spasm or something, which it very well could have been, but it really struck me as somebody grabbed me and started pushing me down, pushing my shoulder down. How so, this is another one, Mike. Have you ever heard anyone's voice? Um, kind of talked about that a little bit before. I not as not as somebody that I know that uh, 
that I would recognize trying to say anything. I've heard sure. the whispering in my ear, you know, that I couldn't discern what it was saying, mm -hmm. but I knew it was a woman. I knew it was, it was whispering. I couldn't make out words, but not like somebody that I know that had passed away saying something to me. Okay. But something was definitely there. Try You could, Oh yeah. I mean, you heard, you, you, you could pick it out as a female voice, but yeah, just very you, close to my ear. And it was, yeah. just, Oh my God. That just kind of creeped me out that you did that, Mike. God damn. But, ah. but what did I do? Went on with my morning. Yeah. You're like, Oh, la -dee -da, where's my, I was like, wow, that pebbles. was cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that Lord. was in the, the uh, old house in uh, park rapids that we investigated so many times mm -hmm. that was so haunted. So with that, I'm like putting it all together. It's like, yeah. Yeah, there's some woman that was whispering in my ear and I didn't see her, but it was there. God damn. <laughs> you know. Was it Debbie? Maybe it was Debbie. Maybe didn't it was... sound like a little kid. Okay. I mean, yeah. And it was right up here, like somebody standing right next to me, damn. that close to my ear. So and if you are new to the show, we will share it again. But Mike and I have a pretty remarkable EVP that uh we captured back in the day at Mike's very haunted house. Haunted in a yeah. very, not in a negative way. Oh, no, 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 no. Just very, very active. And uh, we shared it several times on the Alternate podcast, and we'll get around to sharing it again on the... Uh, and there are plenty of people like, oh, not again. <laughs> not again, right? <laughs> hey, it's we a, know Debbie now. We know a, her. Hey, it's a, fresh, <laughs> it's a fresh start, man. It's a fresh yeah. start. <laughs> um, unexplained electrical activities, Mike. I mean, that could be any number of things. Exactly. Any number um, of things. You know, lights turning on and off, uh, little glitches, TVs turning themselves on. Things not working um, all of a sudden. Absolutely. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, talk about a, a top, talk about a potential sign that skeptics are like, oh, whatever. It's just like something, yeah. you know, glitches like this happen all the time. That's yeah. just what There's a loose wire. Yes. It's not a ghost. <laughs> now, this is some, This is a topic and a, and a potential sign. Well, this is a potential sign and a topic, I should say, that we covered on. Oh, and it, yes, and it's a fascinating one. I know um, what you're going to say. Phone calls from the dead, yes. essentially, Mike. That it, it's. I love that topic. It yep. blows me. We away. need to cover that deeper on a on so, at some time. Well, I think that we. I mean, I think we did two episodes of that on the Ultra Round podcast. But why not don't go back there again? And man, sure. I mean, it's definitely worth it. Definitely you worth know, it. And and it's something that that creeps people out. Um, oh, there yeah. have been movies made about this. There's there's like a Twilight Zone episode that I loved. One of my favorites. Uh, this this lady, this older lady, she keeps getting her phone rings in the middle of the night, and it's on her her the stand next to her bed, and she'll answer it, and it'll be staticky, and yeah. you know, you not hearing anything, and it happened every night, every night, every night, and uh, then later on, it would she'd answer answer this phone, she'd hear the static, and she'd hear a voice, and so she's trying to call the you know the operator and trying to get an answer of what's going on there's something wrong with my phone and some uh uh the 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 workmen they go out and they they, they all the lines and then they they uh they finally find where this line has been knocked down okay and it was knocked down in a cemetery and the phone line was draped across this woman's dead husband's grave oh crazy <laughs> loved it That's, awesome yeah. episode Oh man, that's too cool. That's too cool. I like that. But it's it's I think it's more common than what people think. You know, the staticky phone calls, you know, it's like nothing's there but static. It's mm -hmm. you know, there's that static and 
um, or, you know, or conversation. There's voices that come up, you know. Um, and it's not, you know, the thing is that, that, that let's make clear here. It's not that we're sitting there suggesting that ghosts, for lack of a better term, have like cell phones on the other side and they're dialing our number, right. <laughs> you know, or there's, it, but it's, it's just another line of communication, quite right. literal electrical energy, electrical energy, Mike, you know, uh, just any, any, any signal that's out there, you know, uh, they're, they're looking for any method of communication right. and, you know, why would they not be able to just kind of sneak into your, your, you know, your cell phone reception and just say, you know, make their presence known. Mm-hmm. I mean, and these things go back decades, 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 Mike, we're talking about people who claim to have received voicemails on their landlines, you know, right, exactly. you know calling their home phone numbers and then hearing clear as day voices or mumbled muffled voices it's a creepy topic without a doubt but man it's fascinating i i mean Mm -hmm. why not why not i smell tuna you smell tuna yeah yeah no i'm serious i really do but i i don't think there's a dead fish trying to get a hold of me but no that's interesting do you smell tuna mike's being overwhelmed by the odor odor of The fish of the sea. Maybe my beer's getting stale. I don't know. Or the chicken of the sea, I I meant. I said the fish of the sea. Good Lord. Um, Let's see here. I mean, movement in the home, any number of things could be messed around with, played with. You know, like, where'd my keys go? I know I left them right here. And then all of a sudden they disappear. Maybe maybe you had a prankster of 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 a deceased loved one who's still playing tricks on you. You know, just letting you know that he or she is there. I had that happen in uh, base housing in Grand Forks, North Dakota, Grand Forks Air Force Base. Uh, base housing there, I would, you know, laundry be put away in the closet, and I, I would go in to get a shirt out of there or whatever, which I knew was there. Yeah, <laughs> gone, gone, never seen it again. You know, things That's like crazy. that would happen. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, what one of these that is. I mean, we're going to skip apparitions because that one's obvious. Sure. That's very <laughs> obvious. Yeah, um, I don't consider that a sign per se, but uh, one that could be interpreted in a million different ways are symbolic signs, symbolic right. messages, something that makes right. sense only to you, essentially. Yep. Or, you know, it, it, maybe it doesn't make sense to you. Maybe it's something that you never quite understood about your uh, a loved one who passed on or a friend who had passed on. You know, maybe you're all of a sudden a feather appears on your, on your doorstep. That's happened to me, you know, and then you're like, why is a feather here? And then you would learn something about, Oh, such and such. That was like, yeah. that was a, his favorite bird or her favorite bird was this and this. And then it's like, wait, that feather I found on my doorstep belonged to this type of bird. I mean, any number of ways this could go. Right. Penny's um, Penny's, uh, showing up in places where you have no idea why that would be there. Um, mm. Things like that. Yeah. I mean, th- this is, this is a potential sign that is, I would have to guess is the most common occurrence just because it's so, it's not, uh, it's not a, I mean, it is a very broad, um, there's, there's several examples that you can throw into this, Mike. It, it covers a broad range of signs you know it could be interpreted in any number of ways it's not very specific but it's specific to the person experiencing it or it could be it but it's also something that could be misinterpreted a lot it could be absolutely nothing um 
Mike's staring at me blankly right now. Can you hear me? No, I'm intently listening to you. Oh, you get me nervous when you're staring at me like that. I'm like, so it's like, do I make you uncomfortable, Patrick? Well, no, I get, I get worried that the audio stopped working or something. I'm just rambling on, or the screen is frozen up, and I, I make mean, Patrick nervous. This, but you okay. should, you should, you should hear what's going through my mind when I'm staring. Okay, at you. yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> well, I guess what I'm getting at is I absolutely buy it. But it is, it is also the quote unquote sign that is the most easily misinterpreted and misunderstood and could easily be innocuous, non paranormal stuff, just as easily as it would be a possible paranormal sign. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. oh my gosh, I saw a rock. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Well, that rock looked like <laughs> the shape of my grandfather's head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> The same color too. Yeah, I mean it's it's very it's yeah. It could be interpreted in any number of ways. So I guess that's what I'm getting at. So that wrinkly old cow in the field looks like my wife. Oh my lord, Mike! You did not go there, did you? You did not go. No, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not talking me. I'm talking about anybody uh-huh. in general. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Hey, Mike, stop it! Stop it! Good lord, Mike gets on these laughing fits where he just doesn't stop. Anyways, <laughs> stop it. Okay. Anyways, how you doing, Mike? <laughs> good. I'm good. Well, we're coming up on an hour here, my friend. Um, let's do a very brief time traveling sure. excursion. Let's wrap it up. We need to dive into stigmata. Yeah, and I'm going we got to give... some awesome stigmata talk. Absolutely. It's a fascinating topic. Stigmata. Stigmata. And I have to give my Ghostbusters Afterlife review. And I need to check on my dog because he hurt his foot the other day and he's really like acting. Oh, no. He's acting funny right now. So that's why I'm cutting this segment kind of short, but we're coming back before you know. Big and bold and strong. All right. Mute your mic. We're time traveling, my friend. We shall be all right back. All right, we have returned after yet another successful time-traveling excursion. Okay, Mike, let's not waste any more time. It's time for I our, am, I'm not wasting nothing. Time for one last take, you know, and I need to I need to put together, whip up some uh, intro music for our one yes. last take segments here. You have to. We haven't yeah. done any intro music for stuff for a long time. No, I know that. I know that. I had I had uh, five minutes alone set up for Bridget when she would do her five-minute rants. Yep. I had uh, some very... Oh, I had the weekly top five, which was this one. Plug your ears. I missed that one. Yeah, well, maybe we'll turn that into our one last take. Well, this episode will be our intro for one last take, all right? No? Or, yeah. You know what? I have a different one, too. We had, we also had a segment in the Ultimate Route podcast called Did You Know Intro. I don't, I don't even remember what that was. What was this one? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's right. <laughs> I think uh, I Good think a little music. little bit of uh, um, Don Ho's "Tiny Bubbles" would be nice. We could do that. We could do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe she's a lady by Tom Jones. Uh, yeah. There you go. Any number of things. So. Um, well. Yeah. Mike's uh, Mike's favorite sound bites was. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll I'll do that, and then I'll quickly go to um so without any further ado temporarily our opening segment for our one last take hot take here we go (laughs) i do love it (laughs) all right we'll think of something better trust me 
I thought you were going to do one of my my sound bites. Nah, there. No, I'll let you go. I'll let it slide. The flatulent. Time. Yeah, uh, I'll let it slide. Blast. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, let's preface this by we're, we're not claiming anything, either believer or non-believer, when it comes to anything in the Christian faith here. Right. Sigmata is definitely a, a, a big part of Christian uh, mysticism, almost uh uh, definitely a you know, Christian belief. It's it's, it's very Roman Catholic, oh gosh. actually. Stigma. Yeah, and it, it's it is. Gosh, I'm I mean, I'm I'm, draw, I'm drawing a blank here. I I know what I'm trying to say. It's powerful. If it's if it's legit, it is unbelievably moving. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's undeniable as far as the how it has affected people that's, right. there's no doubt there now if you're not familiar again if you you're listening to this podcast chances are you know what stigmata is all about but as it is described in the christian as mike said slash roman catholic faith stigmata is described as bodily marks scars or pains corresponding relating matching Mm-hmm. To the same marks, scars, and pains suffered by Jesus Christ during the crucifixion. Right the 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 crown of thorns, the uh, the whip lashes, the um, the the uh, the bleeding the, from the, the nails bones. and and yes. the uh, uh, hands and feet, uh, the spear in the side. Oh God, yes. I mean, it's, it's all part of. That's where the stigmata shows up on these um, sainted people that have mm-hmm. um experienced it you know and it, it's it's not necessarily just sainted people who have experienced you know people throughout the world who have really no claim they, they haven't been canonized <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um it quite literally has appeared to them out of nowhere they've experienced it out of nowhere when, when you when you research it and read on it there's only like what is there seven or eight people that have actually been documented and uh i think most likely um uh recognized by the catholic church as there you go yeah. receiving stigma mm-hmm. but i think it has I, I believe it's happened more than that and to uh, uh you know common people for whatever reason mm-hmm. yeah yeah 100 i saw an interesting stat here just recently well, I'm looking at actually because I just I uh, read it earlier today. A high percentage, over eighty percent of all stigmatics have been women. I didn't know that. Really, that's intriguing. I did not know that. I did not know that. And as Mike said, there it's obviously this has been primarily. Whoa, that was a piercing bark there by Miss Macy the doggy. Well, that was a that was Macy and a uh, rebuttal from uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, dachshund. <laughs> Now, there's one person in particular that I want to spend our time on here when it comes to stigmata, and that is Padre Pio, Mike. Mm-hmm. That's a name that even, you know... One of the most recognized and famous, uh, well-documented. Oh, gosh, yes. And it is, it's, it is, people have claimed to have debunked it, but it really has not been thoroughly scientifically tossed out the window, Mike. It, ha- it, it just, they can't do it. They can't. Right, right. 
Now, uh, just so new listeners kind of understand where we're coming from here. I was I was raised a Catholic, and so this I, I'm not saying it necessarily means any more or any less to me, but eh, it it it's impactful to me in a way that's different for Mike, perhaps because Mike, how would you Mike is definitely not a religious person. I'm not a religious oh. person, but Mike wasn't raised raised in any uh, particular uh, faith household household. Even in my uh, uh, Viking paganism that I follow, uh, I find it quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a joke. But, yes, it is fascinating. I And and not having any religious background uh, myself. There you go. Um, no religious and I might not have been joking there either, by the way. But, anyway, um, it is fascinating. I think there's something to it. Um, it doesn't matter if you're raised Roman Catholic. Um, it's, it's, uh, very possibly an actual real mm-hmm. holy occurrence. Um, uh, very, uh, spiritual significant, something very significant about it that about the person that it happens to. Now, Padre Pio, the example that we want to dive into most, as Mike mentioned, you know, probably the most famous example of a, a stigma, stigmata. Padre Pio was um, canonized in 2002. He was sainted by Pope John Paul II, posthumously, obviously. I think he passed away in the... Posthumously. Posthumously, yeah. Sorry. um, (laughs) Whatever. Thank you for correcting me. It doesn't matter. Um, Yeah, he passed away uh, in 1968. Born Francesco Forgione. He was given the name of Pius when he joined the Order of Friars. Gigio. Minor. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now I'm thinking of Papa Giorgio from Vegas Vacation. Oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm talking about Ed Sullivan's sidekick. Topo Giorgio. Yeah, no, I, I got that. The but little also, mouse puppet. I know, but... Carry also, on. Okay, <laughs> anyways. Sorry, carry on our wayward son. There it is. We did it. Well, um, I'm scrolling through here because I want to get some of the... I want to get these facts right here. Mm-hmm. When Padre first, Padre Pio first noticed his experiences, his physical manifestations of this, these wounds of Jesus on him. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I actually found a letter that he had written, that Padre Pio had written. written. It says in a letter to Padre Benedito... His superior and spiritual advisor from San Marco and I'm uh, Lamis L A M I S and Gigio dated twenty. Sorry, de- would you stop? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dated October twenty second, nineteen eighteen. Uh, Pio described his experience of receiving the stigmata, and this I'm I'm not, I'm just going to read his letter here verbatim. On the morning of the twentieth of last month, in the choir after I had celebrated mass, I yielded to a drowsiness similar to a sweet sleep. I saw before me a mysterious person, similar to the one I had seen on the evening of August the 5th. The only difference was that his hands and feet and side were dripping with blood. This sight terrified me, and what I felt at that moment is indescribable. I thought I should have died if the Lord had not intervened and strengthened my heart, which was about to burst out of my chest. 
The vision disappeared, and I became aware that my hands, feet, and sides were dripping blood. Imagine the agony I experience and continue to experience almost every day. The heart wound bleeds continuously, especially from Thursday evening until Saturday. Dear Father, I am dying of pain because of the wounds and the resulting embarrassment I feel deep in my soul. I am afraid I shall bleed to death if the Lord does not hear my heartfelt supplication to relieve me of this condition. Will Jesus, who was so good, grant me this grace? Will he at least free me from the embarrassment caused by these outward signs? I will raise my voice and will not stop imploring him until his mercy, until in his mercy he takes away not the wound or the pain, which is impossible since I wish to be inebriated with pain, but these outward signs which cause me such embarrassment and unbearable humiliation. The pain was so intense, intense I began to feel as though I were dying on the cross. Uh, it's, to me, that's intriguing that he, is, he was, in this letter to his Padre Senior <laughs> at San Marco, Padre Pio was just worried about and the embarrassment of everyone seeing his wounds. Right. I mean, that is that that adds some legitimacy to me, Mike. Personally, it adds it to me because oh. if if you wanted to fake something out and you wanted to garner attention, you'd have to show him your wounds there, buddy. Right, exactly. I mean, you have to try and I mean that's what it's all about, and he's embarrassed about that. Well, and and what is the purpose given to these people? that experience this uh, stigmata it, it's it's suffering it's humiliation it's uh it's uh it, the pain um there's got to be a reason for it is it is it uh um at a certain point where somebody be, uh, reaches a spiritual level where this happens to them where they I don't want to say that they are reaching the level of Jesus Christ, but um, there's got to be a, a very specific reason that these specific people mm -hmm. are experiencing this. What is it in them? What is it that they are that that this afflicts them? And and and, and, it, and it, you it said is, the Virgin Mary was there. It present. is. It is an affliction. I mean, that's the thing. But for what reason? It's not to punish these people. I mean, or is it? I, no, I, I don't believe it's a it punishment. It, no, there, there's something highly spiritual about it to a level that is uh, uh, just unfathomable. I, you know, I think, you know, and I am not by I'm the wrong person to ask, but some things do linger in me. Man, I was I was, like I said, raised Catholic. I went to church school and, you know, it was a big part of my upbringing. But, it, you know, Jesus dying on the cross was all about suffering for our sins. And I really yeah. think, and I could be 100% wrong, Mike, but I'm just winging it here. It's it's a physical reminder to his followers, his disciples, his his believers of what he went through for us. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's something that is so powerful and so strong. Perhaps maybe he feels that too few people appreciate that maybe too few people a, remember it it's a reminder i was just gonna say yeah, yeah. So, i mean and, and the maybe. most the biggest reminder that i've read about um with the stigmata is uh when i'm gonna say it oh lord padre gigio <sighs> papa Giorgio. yeah mm -hmm. all right i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> I, I had to throw that in 
Uh, And now we are going to talk to Padre Gigio. Uh Yep. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for that. I deserve that completely. (laughs) Totally deserve it. But yeah, it is fascinating and it's real. I mean, there's something real about it. I mean, this Mm -hmm. has gone on for, for, you know, how many decades from the first time that this happened? Yeah. I mean, there, and again, Mike, Who's to say how many people have suffered this without anyone ever knowing? Or, oh, you know, exactly. I should say, you know, experience it without, without ever sharing, without ever telling. I mean, Padre Pio himself was embarrassed. He didn't want people to see his wounds. I right. mean, how many people have hid, the, hid their wounds, hid their stories? Yeah. I mean, who are we to say? Hmm. Uh, we have, we're running out of time. We have so much we want to dive into. I love these last takes, though, Mike. Uh, it says here, once made public, Padre Pio's wounds were studied by a number of physicians, some hired by the Vatican as part of an independent investigation. Some claimed that the wounds were unexplainable and never seemed to have become infected. Despite seeming to heal, ow, despite seeming to heal, they would then reappear periodically. Uh, Albert Caserta took x-rays of Pio's hands in 1954 and found no, no abnormality in his bone structure. Some critics still, however, accuse Pio of faking the stigmata, for example, by using carbolic acid to make the wounds. Maria DeVito, the cousin of a local pharmacist at Foggia, testified that the young Pio bought a little bottle of carbolic acid and four grams of veratrine in 1919. Now, I want to, uh, uh, I have to find, I read this earlier today. I want to find the debunk, debunkment of that <laughs> claim there. Debunkization. Where people said that he bought that to fake the wounds himself, where he would basically pour this acid on him, on his hands. Who would do that? To make, you have the, to, be just... to make these wounds, you know, mix it with four grams of veritrine to make the, the image of wounds appear on his hands. And I'm not going to find it right now. But in a book that was released in 2005, I'm going off the top of my head. I, I read this earlier. book that was released in 2005 debunked that by stating that, no, Padre Pio and another uh, member of the church had purchased this carbolic acid with this mixture of um, the big V word. I forgot what it's called already. Veratrine. I'm sorry, I'm butchering it. Because this was during the peak of the 1919 Spanish flu. Mm-hmm. And as members mm-hmm. of the church, they have been granted permission to sterilize, um, vaccinate, I guess, for lack of a better term, people who are maybe suffering or could suffer from this, this illness. They were allowed, mm-hmm. And they needed these carbo- this carbolic acid to sterilize the needles. So... So naysayers said, no, that's not what it was for. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're saying that he was doing it to help right. prolong this this faked stigmata that he was supposedly making up. And uh, I highly encourage people to look up pictures there. You can find it oh. easily. Upon- you do a Google search of uh, image search of stigmata and. Oh, God. Some of the photo, some of the photographs are, are frightening. They're very frightening. People gushing yeah. blood from their eyes, their eyes, and everything. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna put carbolic acid in our eyes and make it. Yeah, I just. No. I, 
Well, you know, no. pa- Padre Pio himself, you know, who, you know, during mass, he's, his hands are held up and blood is just pouring right. from his palms. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Mike. I know that we're not giving it it's just due right now because we are running short on time, but I, we kind of touched on it a little bit. I totally believe in stigmata. Again, it's not because I ha- I was raised any particular way, but again, the theme of tonight has basically been why not. Exactly. Why, why not? not now? I mean, Mike, you may not adhere strictly to Christian beliefs and stuff, but I know that you have an appreciation for what Jesus was oh, all about. Absolutely. What, what a wonderful person he was. If he was a son of God or not, that's totally up to you to believe uh, in or not. What he stood for was beyond beautiful and it's just why why would this not be possible right why would it not be i'm not here to say that it isn't that's for sure i i'm not here to say that it is or isn't (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. but it is fascinating there's no doubt about how fascinating it is there's no doubt about how um stranger things have happened they have you know um and it means something to so many it does. people. It means something very spiritual and holy and good. So, Mike, you, you know, know, with our, with our, you know, this is one last take. As far as it being something significant of a spiritual slash paranormal nature, I am one hundred percent behind stigmata as being legit. Right, because you know we we have to do our takes here. Where do you lie if you had to choose, Mike, with it being a paranormal slash slash spiritual physical manifestation as opposed to a medical ailment, a rare medical ailment that affects people, just happens to affect them in the exact same places that Jesus suffered his wounds? Where do you sit on that? I I cannot see it as a medical ailment that just does not, it doesn't fit anything. Yeah, I don't know. I, I you know, Talk about like you said, in, in those exact spots, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, the spiritual, uh, you know, and paranormal content there, to me, is something that is extremely possible, and I call it. Um, Mike's struggling to make a call. <laughs> you know, you know when when you start pulling me religion and spiritual and, and I know, combining them i know it's it's kind of tough for me but but there's there's legitimacy to it i will i will leave it at that okay no i'll i'll take that that it's it's you're taking a stance but you're you're leaving it kind you're leaving it kind of vague at the yeah, same I'm doing time a, i'm doing a patrick on it i think <laughs> hey i took a 100 <laughs> percent stance on this one man well yeah but yeah yeah and i did but yeah i i do yeah there's there's got to be something to it there has to be, and it has. It's more than just what meets the eye. And I've never been Catholic. I know I've you been. haven't. <laughs> I know you've known Catholics. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mike, that stigmata is something that I wouldn't mind doing an entire episode on. But um, oh, you know, we just scratched the surface. I think. I mean, I think so. There's so many little blind alleys you can go down and discuss about this kind of thing. You know, Mike, that uh, a potential topic just popped into my brain, man. Biblical, biblical slash, uh, I don't want to say religious. Well, yeah, biblical miracles, and we can talk about 
the potential reality of stuff that supposedly was documented. I mean, it wasn't supposedly documented. That was supposedly occurred and was documented in the Bible. How about that? That would be a mind bender for for me, yeah. especially. Uh, you'd probably hate it, but uh, <laughs> no. Well, are they are they are they legitimate? That's what I'm saying. Biblical things that actually happened. Are they? Is it a made up story? Yeah. Or is it something that has been brought to us by? You are friendly aliens from the Zeta Reticuli. I know. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I got gotcha. you. It could be any number of things. Well, Mike, we, we're coming to the point that everyone's been waiting for, I think, right? I think. Um, where's, uh, where's, my, uh, where's my drum roll? Where's my drum roll? Because we're coming up on an hour and a half. We're running short on time. So why not waste more time for me looking by me looking for the damn drum roll? <laughs> uh, I don't know where it is. Oh, here it is. Okay, so <clears throat> the other day was Jaden's 13th birthday. Oh, wow. So we've got three teenagers now, Mike Renner. Crazy. 13-year-old Jaden, 14-year-old Macy, 15-year-old Cyrus. And I just learned on the drive to town the other day with Jaden in the car and Bridget in the car and blah, blah, blah. I just learned that... Um, well, how can I put this? Jaden told us that late at night, the previous night, she received she received like a midnight text from Macy. Macy is going like, "Bro, they call each other bro. They're girls, but they call each other bro." Yeah, it's it's a it's a thing. Yeah, they go, "Bro, Macy's like, bro, are you up? You won't believe what just happened, bro, bro, bro." And yada 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 yada. Anyways, long story short, I learned out that my fourteen year old daughter was just recently act out, asked out on a date for the first time and I don't know how I feel about oh that. Oh my God. I, <laughs> really? I'm like, you know, in no way flipping Jose. Absolutely not. Um, so we're going to... Papa Patrick. Yeah. So um, anyways. I, I have to... Yeah. One thing. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, Mary over my shoulder oh, behind me here watching need... a wonderful uh, Hallmark Christmas show with the sound off. Uh -huh. <laughs> um just caught my attention and very happily she so she just told me that she in the position that she's sitting in she can see out in the kitchen through the dining room she oh right here she saw the cat oh just happened to see she the damn cat now to it as factual uh, enough to uh, get my attention while we're recording no and kidding she just saw the cat Oh, so Lord. it is here. Keep an eye out for it, man. Yep. Set up a recorder awesome. or something like that. Oh, I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, daughter asked out, and that's not going to happen. Sorry. No. Anyways, so um, one thing that we did for Jaden's thirteenth birthday, Bridget and Cyrus and Jaden and myself went to see Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes. 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 And um. Big time fan. Mike, you and I, huge, oh, huge, huge absolutely. fans of the original Ghostbusters. One of the best movies of all time. I am a fan of part two as well, even though so many people yeah, hate absolutely. it. Absolutely. I loved it when the Titanic docked. <laughs> Better <laughs> late than never. Yeah. So. Yeah. What about the all female? I have never, uh, I've never seen it. I've heard nothing but bad things about yep, it. Yep. I've seen little parts of it, and I think that was about enough. Okay. I mean, you know, who knows? It might have some. Some fun stuff. I mean, they, they do have some very funny 
actors in there, but oh, I love Kristen Wiig. I love Kate yeah. McKinnon. Oh, she's awesome. I love Leslie Jones. I mean, it's yeah. there's they're they're all great, but yeah. I just didn't hear that many good things yeah, about. I her. haven't heard anything good either. But anyway, go ahead. I'm waiting so, on. But like I said, you know, even the sequel, 1989 sequel, um, most people hate that movie too. And so I I don't get it. I didn't hate it. I mean, I I enjoy it. It's definitely not nearly as good as the original, but I still enjoy it and it's funny and it's it's Ghostbusters. Isn't that the one where we get the famous line from? It's Vigo. Well, which one? Why why am I dripping with goo? That's right. Why am I dripping (laughs) with goo? Yeah, yeah. Then why? He he did that part so awesome. (laughs) <laughs> then, then why are you came? <laughs> why are you came? <laughs> I, I I do not understand. <laughs> so but why do you say? <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Um. So we went to Ghostbusters Afterlife. I've been super excited about this movie, especially knowing. Yes, I'm an old school guy, and I, knowing that Dan Aykroyd is executive produced it, knowing that the originals were coming back for a, for however small of a part it would be, it was still cool. Just knowing mm-hmm. that they're going to be coming back, and I was I was excited, and um, uh, I don't want to give away any any um, spoilers at all. So Mike got there, watched the movie, super excited. The end of the movie came. My opinion is. Really? I hate to say it. You did not like it? I. Uh... Okay, I will. <clears throat> Wasn't Paul Rudd in there? Yes, and I love Paul Rudd. He's great. He's awesome. He's funny. And I will watch the movie again, and maybe I'll have a different reaction to it. <sighs> that happened to me with Napoleon Dynamite. I hated it the first time I saw it. The second time, I loved it. Okay. And can watch it over and over again. <laughs> so uh without giving and feel free to ask me any questions mike and i'll uh, um mm, i'll keep it as vague as i can my opinion my initial opinions do not go to this movie expecting to laugh that's okay just me. It, it's not is it, is it not funny to me it was not funny at all well doesn't it have more serious haunty stuff in it or more that's darker just, a little darker not, or it just wasn't funny. It meant, not really. It meant to be funny, but it wasn't. To me, they were trying to be funny, and it just wasn't. It didn't hit me at all, Mike. I didn't really? even giggle. I didn't even sit there and like go like, hmm. Like, okay, that's kind of cute, kind of funny. Mm. And and I'm one, I want to laugh at stuff, man. I, 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 I find everything oh, right. in life humorous. And I will say this. Maybe I went in there expecting too much, and maybe maybe I was clinging on to sen- sentimentality a little bit too much, which, by the way, this movie really, really relies on a lot of sentimentality when it comes yeah. back to the originals, which is fine. That's, that's great for me. The, I will say that the plot, I like the idea that the movie was based upon. Mm-hmm. It is totally relying upon... One of our favorites, Mike, is totally relying upon and revolved around the storyline of Egon Spangler. Exactly. And Egon Spangler. Was it a granddaughter that looks very much like him? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. 
totally revolves around the story of Egon's battle against <laughs> the evil ghosts and his death fighting the evil ghosts and his afterlife fighting the evil ghosts, essentially. Mm. I love that idea. I yeah, love I it. Say, it sounds like a great storyline. Great storyline. The execution, not so much. And I just, I don't want to sound like a flipping negative Nelly, but I just didn't like the cast. Mm. They, I didn't find them likable. Uh, but, it, it was really, it was, they were just, they were miserable, unhappy people in the movie. And I'm just like, I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy watching them on the screen. Really? And so it was, I, okay, I'll wrap it up and feel free to fire any questions you may have. I'll wrap it up by saying that the last 15 minutes of the movie were great. Okay. And it was, that was by far for me, the best part of the movie. And I did not expect to get a giant lump in my throat and damn near have a tear fall down my cheek at the end of the movie either. Yeah. I'll say that because that damn near happened. Hmm. Bridget had tears. Jaden cried. <laughs> and she's, Jaden's 13. She didn't, she doesn't, she didn't grow up a ghostbuster for God's sake. Yeah. But it was the idea, you know, the ending was cool. By far the best part of the movie for me. Mm. Overall, I'd say maybe a five out of a 10. Really? Yeah. But we, but you. Jeepers, creeper. <laughs> Your dog's about ready to kill each other. They didn't like my, my rating. Okay. A seven out of 10 then. Stop, stop attacking each other. I give it a, a seven. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you would still encourage people to go out, see the movie. If they're fans of, of Ghostbusters, let them form their own opinion. 100%. They might love it. 100%. Um, yes. Yeah. Yep, I'm but not, I do have one question. I'm not telling people to not see it by any means. Not right. saying that at all. Please yeah. go see it. Go see it. I, I've seen uh, commercials about the movie, and one thing I, I remember, and I wanted to ask you about if this scene was any good, because I only saw a little, just a snippet of it, was when Paul Rudd was in a, looked like a grocery store, and there was a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, a yeah. little one. It was, he was in a Walmart, yeah. Okay, and, and it looked like he was like not very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was yeah. that any good? Oh, it, there were several, several tiny little state puff marshmallow men. Was there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was. There's several. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that I'm going to see it. I won't see it in the big, the big theater. I'll okay. wait till I can, okay. you know, watch it at home. But um, I'm looking forward to see it, and I will just take it for what it is. Yeah, just yeah. Please As, do that, you know, and don't don't let what I just said sway your opinion. Oh, absolutely, I want yeah. you to Anybody. enjoy it. Anybody, yeah. I want you to enjoy it. You know, th there there were a couple attempts at like jump scares. Um, okay. You know, like the original one had a couple creepy scenes in it and stuff. You know, and um, and again, I like Paul. I really like Paul Rudd. Mm -hmm. And it, but. It just didn't grab me, man. It did not grab me. But I will watch it again, and maybe I will yeah. think well, think better of it. Give it a second chance. Um, yeah. Was uh, Slimer in it at all? No Slimer, but a version of a Slimer. Well, actually, I take that back. Slimer made a cameo, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there was another version. It was kind of like a updated version of Slimer on steroids okay. type stuff. You know? Yeah. <laughs> different all color. Right. Different color. Larger. A little more violent. <laughs> But uh, a little more violent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, man, I'll say this. 
it's worth the last 15 minutes of the movie. So there, so it was worth the, it was a matinee. So we only paid six bucks a ticket. So it was worth it. Oh, well, yeah. And you saw it in the old famous Park Rapids theater. No, we drove to Hackensack. We drove to a bear. Hackensack. Yeah. Bear Paws theater. We like that. All the way to Hackensack. Absolutely. And we're not talking New Jersey. No, we are not. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not driving that way. That far. There is a Hackensack in Minnesota. So anyways, Everyone, go go see it and let me know your opinions. Um, yes, we would love to hear that. And let us know what you think about Stigmata and Afterlife Visits as well. Mike, this has been a blast. Your dogs sound like they're about ready to go nuts and jump yeah, out the windows. To, uh, so that's a sign. Do something. I don't know. That's a sign to wrap it up. But uh, <laughs> hey, Mike, we're coming up an hour and 35 minutes, so we went longer than expected. Awesome. But I think it is yeah. more than worth it. So um, let's keep well, it going, we man. We enjoyed it. I know I did. Absolutely, listeners did. Absolutely. As a reminder, we have awesome guests lined up, and I'm working on more and more each and every week. And uh, someday we'll get we'll start landing some of those dream guests. Every guest has been a dream guest. Absolutely. (laughs) But you know what I mean by that? Like there's not a single guest that's been on that we haven't been just totally enamored with because they're just fab, fabulous, fantastic. Yeah. And I would I would love to talk to them again and again. And And um, I, I. I just have to say one more time yeah. that I still smell tuna. And the cat's running You know why the cat's running around? Because he smells the tuna as well. That's what's yeah. going on. What the I hell? I know. It's weird. And uh, final reminder, um, we'd love to see you guys on our Patreon page. Uh, exclusive stuff. You can join up for as little as a dollar a month. Exclusive video episodes. Awesome video ghost hunting content. Audio anomalies. Uh, anomalies. EVPs. All sorts of good things. We got humorous stuff on there, photos, it, uh, exclusive episodes. We have 26 exclusive episodes out there. You can't find them anywhere else except on our Patreon page. If you enjoy the podcast, you will love our Patreon page. We'd love you guys to give it a try. Give it a shot for one month. No obligations. You don't like it. You don't have to pay more than a dollar. Yeah. So, uh, but, we, but unfortunately, we cannot refund your money. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mike, uh, thank you very much, my friend, uh, for doing this. This was a rare Monday night recording. I got to go get this so I can get the episode out and get ready to go to work tomorrow. But until then, next time, Mike, what do our awesome listeners need to do? Like Macy just said, in that in dog language, it means peace out. 